Welcome to the Double J Podcast presented by Lake Central Media on this April 2nd. I hope you guys all had good, a good April Fool's Day. First podcast of the month of April and we're bringing a special podcast for you guys today. My longtime NFL expert friend Matt Florida will be joining us for the whole show today and he's got a couple takes for us. Him and Giovanni actually are going to debate about the Colts and Steelers. So right now we're going to start with the NFL. Later um, last week it was reported the Bears and Packers will kick off the year as the first game celebrating 100 years in the NFL. Now it is usually the Super Bowl champion who starts the season out, but I guess they made arrangements. The Patriots will be playing on that Sunday night game, but probably one of the best rivalries in football, Giovanni and Matt. The Bears and Packers starting off Thursday night football in Soldier Field. I really think it's a classy move by the NFL. 100 years in the league, having to, one two of the oldest franchises, kicking off the first game. You know, it can kind of get sick and tired of watching the Patriots every opening night. So I think it brings some class to the NFL. 100 years, Bears and Packers. I love the move. Well, Matt, just so you know, the winner of the Super Bowl of the previous year plays on opening night at home every year. It's not that the NFL loves the Patriots, it's just that the Patriots win every year. But no, I was really looking forward to the Bears wearing their... 100. Yeah, they really got us on an April Fool's joke Yeah, speaking yesterday. of April Fool's, Jack got fooled. Everyone did. I mean, they made it look real. I mean, I didn't think they'd lie about the you know, NFL and celebrating 100 years, but it was a good one. They're smart. Uh, this is exciting. I saw Bears and Packers, Thursday night football at Soldier Field First and the bright the lights. My pick is for the Green oh, Bay Jesus. Packers See, and Aaron Rodgers. Now you know why Matt's a special guest, because takes like that just don't have him on the show. It's going to be in Lambeau Field. It's in Chicago, the first game. Well, if it's in Chicago, <laughs> I might change my opinion a little bit. I'm surprised it isn't at Lambeau Field. Yeah, no. Well, they started Lambeau last Field. year in Lambeau Field, the Bears and Packers' first game of the year. So maybe they got to switch it up. That is true. All right, well, moving on from that, and speaking of the Chicago Bears, Jordan Howard traded for a sixth that can turn pick. into a fifth round pick in 2020. That's still not that, much. That's that's horrible trade value for Jordan Howard. Bears fans don't want to admit it, but Jordan Howard, he's been a premier back in this league for the past couple years since he entered the league. He was third since he entered the league in rushing now, and to receive a sixth round pick for him that can turn into a fifth round pick doesn't seem like great value. Great move for the Eagles. I love it. It's not great value, but it's obvious that Howard doesn't fit in the Matt Nagy offense. Um, there were kind of signs of last year where Howard would barely even be noticed. He had some games where he just wasn't anything, and Tariq Cohen was really the lead back. So now we'll see the tandem of Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen, but 90, 90% chance that the Bears are going to take a running back third or fourth round. And the most likely running back they will be taking is Miles Sanders out of Penn State to be the third or maybe maybe second running back in that tandem for the Chicago Bears running back system. The Eagles have gifted the Bears a lot of things in the past year. They get, Let's see, the Bears gifted them a playoff. We got them a playoff the spot, yeah. They also gifted them a playoff win. Yep. So. And by Cody Parkey missing that field goal. And now they gifted them Jordan Howard. What if they sign Cody Parkey to the Eagles? The Eagles, the Eagles are, yeah, yeah, they He is a savior game. for them. He is the savior for the Eagles, if you think about it. I just think Jordan Howard's gone unnoticed since Trey Cohen's been there because Cohen has been more of the feature. Well, yeah, because back. Cohen's more naggy style. More Howard offense. still has 900 yards. But more offense and, and up-tempo. Honest, he's probably more fun to watch. Oh, yeah, Yeah, obviously. Terry Cohen's definitely more fun but to watch. But Howard's not the player that Nagy wants. He's not great with hands. The speed is not up there. I mean, not and saying – Mike Davis is. I'm not saying Howard's not a bad running back. He's a great running back, but he's just not a Nagy running back. I mean, you look at the years he's had running backs. All his running backs have been fast. I mean, you look at when he was at the Chiefs, Kareem Hunt. I mean – that's speed right there. Tariq Cohen at the Bears, speed. So I'm just saying, I mean, Howard's not a Nagy-style running back. Well, moving on from that. This uh, one will get Matt a little twisted right here. Yep, division rival of the Steelers, Cleveland Browns, making some moves. This happened a while ago, but he was officially introduced yesterday, not as an April Fool's joke. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Cleveland Whoop. Browns. He'll report to the Browns All next right. Monday. Um, he reported yesterday, or, but sorry. as the contract, you know, with the jersey and everything. But Jarvis Landry, his longtime friend, Baker Mayfield, and Miles Garrett were there as well, and Freddie Kitchens, the new head coach. Yep. Matt, I'm sure, has <laughs> I, a lot to say about I, the Cleveland Browns, so take it away. I have a couple words to say about the Cleveland Browns. I will say I love their offseason additions that they've been making. They're making some great moves. Kareem Hunt could come back after week eight. He's still a premier back in this league. Odell Beckham Jr., longtime friends. 
teammate LSU and Jarvis Landry. Great move for the Browns. I felt like they got pretty good value for it. I was quite upset as myself as a Steelers fan, but I believe they're creating a little bit of a locker room problem in Cleveland because you look at Odell Beckham Jr., attitude issues before. You get a couple of these attitudes riled up in Cleveland after a couple losses, and you got some locker room dysfunction, maybe worse than what happened in Pittsburgh this past year. I think Cleveland will be good this year, but they will not win the division. So the same thing as the Steelers with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger. Same thing, right? With the egos and issues in the locker room? I don't think. Uh, Baker Mayfield's a way more ego issue than Ben Roethlisberger. Baker really? Do you want to? Well, you could go back to some of his. I'm just saying, you were talking about locker room problems, and that was the same thing that just happened to the Steelers this past year. Yeah, and we got rid. The Steelers got rid of the drama, and now we're going to go on and win the Super Bowl. But how many teammates have come out and called out um, Baker Mayfield? No one. Baker Mayfield hasn't been in the league as long, but Ben Roethlisberger has a history of making teammates upset. And look at Antonio Brown. (laughs) Antonio Brown was money hungry. Listen to this. He was on the cover of Madden. He's in Drake's music video. He's getting all this attention. We paid him as the highest paid receiver in the league. Not too far after, Odell Beckham Jr. got the highest paid receiver in the league. AB was number two, upset he was number two, and wanted more money. The reason why he wanted out of Pittsburgh, I believe, was become the new highest paid receiver in the league because he thought he was the best. And that's why he got traded to Oakland. Okay, so we'll go to the free agents that are still available. And these names are still available, if you didn't know. Demarius Thomas, who had a really tough injury with the Texans at the end of the year. Marshawn Lynch, but reports say he's just going to go back to Oakland. Ezekiel Ansah, the star defenseman for the um, Detroit Lions. I haven't heard his name in a while. Nick Donovan yeah. Sue, oh, out of the Los Angeles Rams. And Eric Berry are all still available. And, you know, Giovanni, your team, the Colts, have a lot of money still. They just signed... Um, Justin Houston to a it was a medium medium price contract. Do you see them picking up any of these guys at all? Maybe Demir Thomas, a receiver. I would like to see them make a move for Eric Berry. I do think the secondary could use a lot of help. Uh, anyone else, Demarius Thomas, I think his best years are behind him. To be honest, Marshawn Lynch it wouldn't shock me if he just retired. Or gone back to the Raiders. I don't think he's or, going anywhere else besides Oakland if he's going to retire. You know, that's why he came back. So, and Yeah, and that's my thing. I, I don't think Marshall Lynch would want to play for the Colts. Ezekiel Anza. He's got some injury problems. He's had an injury history. But he, he is a bet I would take, though, if you have money. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard Ezekiel Anza's name in a long time. And then McDonough and Sue. Uh, I don't understand that one. He, he was a forward. I think the Colts are looking to build their uh, pass rush through uh, the draft and uh, young players. I don't think they're going to go all off for a pass rusher. I mean, you saw they signed Justin Houston. And I don't think the Rams have enough money for Sue anymore. I mean, they spent a lot. and They've they got went all out last year. Yeah, and they've I mean, got more. The one thing I see in common with all these free agents, they're good players, but they're older players. So you're going to want to sign these players to one, two-year, three-year at the max year deals. They don't have too much left in the tank, so you want to kind of drip out whatever you can. What about the Steelers, players. Matt? They've got some money now. What about anyone on this team? I mean, well, you don't need a running back. You're- I would love to see Eric Berry. I think our safety market. Market. Our safety help right now is very weak. We cut Morgan Burnett. was a terrible offseason addition last year. Um, we made some moves this year. I love Dante Moncrief as a signing at wide receiver. He never had a true quarterback. He's still very young. Steven Nelson at cornerback, improving like the player. Um, I really like the direction of this team that we're going in right now. So right now, Matt is a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, if we're going to be biased. And then Giovanni is a huge Indianapolis Colts fan. And these two have never really... I'm not going to say gone at it, but they've been kind of talking about who's really the better team right now. So the Steelers, who missed the playoffs last year because the Browns couldn't help them as they lost their last game, the Colts, who made the playoffs as the wild card team, then lost badly to the Chiefs. Now here we go to the new season, the NFL draft this month. You two can go at it, debate who is in better position right now for next year and possibly better in a playoff position. I will let Giovanni start this. The Steelers or Colts? I'm out of this. I mean, I got nothing to say here. These are them. It's them two. I don't understand how Matt can think that the Steelers are any better. The Steelers lost their two best players. Le'Veon Bell didn't play all of last season, but Antonio Brown is their best receiver. I don't understand how the Colts can possibly be better, or the Steelers can possibly be better at this point. So, I'll go on my little spiel real quick. 
I think that you look, this is what wins Super Bowls. You look at owner and management. The Pittsburgh Steelers have one of the historic owners, management, great GM, Kevin Colbert, great coach, and Mike Tomlin, coach and management. I believe they beat the Colts with a better coach. I mean, Giovanni, you can disagree, but I think Mike Tomlin is a better coach. I, th- I think he's more accomplished at this point. A more accomplished coach, I will agree with. And I think Mike Tomlin, he's never had a losing season ever in his history. That is something I think he deserves a lot more credit for. Uh, everyone talks about, like, this year, oh, the Steelers are going to fall. The Steelers are going to fall. Yeah. Maybe the Steelers won't be as explosive on offense, but yeah. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He is very accomplished. If he didn't have to play with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in his, in his conference all these years, yeah. who knows how how it would have gone. I, I have a lot of issues with Tomlin, yeah. but I cannot argue that. And next off, we'll go to the quarterback position. And this is going to be a tough one for you, Giovanni, because I know you love Andrew Luck. I've heard it. Andrew Luck, you love him. But I'm going to say it right here. Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback than Andrew Luck. He led the league in passing yards last year. Yes, and, and he might have more interceptions. <clears throat> but the reason for that is because of Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown wanted to be force-fed the ball. He'll just say, okay, Antonio, I'm going to make you happy and chuck it deep to A.B. So last reason for the interceptions, he was also, I believe, second in touchdowns in the league. So most passing yards, second in touchdowns, give me Ben Roethlisberger. All right. Uh, at, okay, yes. Big after ben this is, quarterback, we'll, we'll go to the next subject after right. quarterback debate. Here. Big Ben, yes, is better all time. Right now, uh, Andrew Luck is clearly better. He's coming off his, a career year after what might have been a career-ending injury. I don't understand. Listen, Andrew Luck is great. He's proven it. And he's carried bad teams to the playoffs. Last year was a great team. I think now that Andrew Luck has a great, a great GM, I think, it's, I think he's the best young GM in the sport, uh, a, young, a young coach. I think Frank Reich is going to be a great coach. Maybe not an all-timer, but it's what Andrew Luck needs. When Luck, when Luck was playing with Chuck Pagano, who was more of a defensive guy, mm-hmm. uh, Luck struggled. A lot, and the one thing that upset me about past teams was that the Colts—you would get two versions of the Colts. You would get the team that showed up to play in big games, then you got the team that just got blown out. And unfortunately, we kind of saw that in the divisional game. And that is one thing: this team was young last year, uh, but it is. But I still think that they're going to be better than the Steelers this year. They have 11 draft picks this year. Chris Ballard chose two All Pros last year. I don't think he's going to do that again. That's. Yeah. That's pretty hard here. Final statement for me is uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers is that we got rid of the drama and the locker room problem. Pittsburgh always plays better as the underdogs. Whenever we are perceived to win, we choke in the big games. But whenever we're the underdogs, we go in and win. I predict Pittsburgh will be 12-4 this season. Many people may be in shock. Come back to this podcast. Check it out. Big Ben, Juju Smith-Schuster, top five receiver in the league, in improving defense, 10 picks in the draft. I love the Colts. I believe they'll be 11-5 to 12-4 too. Andrew Luck on the come up. This is his big time to shine. I think Luck has an MVP year, and we will leave it at that. I'm, gl- I'm glad the Bears won their division. I'm glad. We'll go to the MLB, and it was a huge opening week, and especially for those Philadelphia Phillies as Bryce Harper made his debut. Had a rough stretch, but he's hit two home runs in a row in that series sweep against the Braves. What do we think about Bryce Harper's first series with the Phillies? Is Bryce, it Bryce worth Harper. the money so far, is it, or is the money too much? Bryce Harper has a lot to live up to. He does. He does. And to be honest, anything short of him uh, at least contending for MVP, I think is uh, at least over the next few uh, years. I think if he doesn't have a career year, I consider him overpaid until he has a career year. Now, did you see the Philly, the Philly fans were already booing him? Yeah, but that's this is my take. My take is that if he does not have a career year, he is considered overpaid. I wouldn't go that far, but... I don't know. <laughs> Bryce Harper, in my opinion. Look how much they paid him, though. Yeah, they paid him more money than us three are going to earn in our lifetime. Let's be real. And I don't believe you can really judge off of two games, so let's keep I'm just saying, career, no career year, you're overpaid if you're Bryce Harper. Look at the money he's getting. So the Red Sox, Yankees, and the Houston Astros, the like, top three of five teams in the MLB, all lose their series opener, and... Who's more in trouble, the Red Sox, Yankees, or Astros, Matt? Who's more in trouble? 
The Red Sox, the Yankees. Or the Astros. All lost their series openers. Who's I'm, more in trouble? I'm saying the Red Sox just because I, lo- I love their roster. I think I believe the Red Sox have a great roster. And if they don't contend this year, it's going to be a major problem. And, I mean, I don't really believe losing their opener is a big problem. I mean, there's so many games in, ba- in baseball that I don't believe losing one game is a major deal. So that's my take on that. Uh, I don't think it's a major deal for any of these teams. If I but had, still, if I had to pick one, yeah, just one, you know. I guess it's the Astros. I agree because with you. I believe the Red Sox and Yankees both have teams that are built to play well in the regular season. The Astros do too. And look at the Mariners. I, I'm pretty sure they're six and one right now. Really? Yeah, yeah, they just. I think they're on the verge of sweeping the Red Sox as well, or they did sweep them already. Well, you got to keep in mind it's the beginning of the season. You're not really playing your. You're and, starting pitchers that deep into the And the, the game. Yankees are hit with the injury bug. D.D. Gregorius is out. Giancarlo Stanton is out. Their young third baseman is out. Aaron Hicks in center field is out. C.C. Sabathia is out. I think Luis Servino is out. I mean, this is like the perfect thing for the Yankees because the Red Sox are in a slump. I mean, with all these players out for the Yankees and the Red Sox also playing this bad as well, I mean, it's helping the Yankees anything. And Christian Yelich, the NL MVP, unanimously had a historic video game number first series against the St. Louis Cardinals. He had four straight home runs, eight RBIs, and a 500 batting average. He had the he had the what was it the first home run in the game, and then he had the game winning hit in the Sunday game. Christian Yelich. NL MVP. A lot of people said it was a fluke, but is he primed to win it back to back, Matt? Who was oh. saying it was a fluke last year? A lot of people I are saying. I love Yelich. Yelich is one of my upcoming favorite players in the league. I believe that Yelich will win MVP again this year. And he's started off this year amazingly with all the home runs he's been hitting, and I just love Yelich. You know, I, bl- I think so too. I am big on Christian Yelich. Um, you know, just because the um, thing with Christian Yelich is that he did not do the best his first half of the season when he was with the Brewers last year. It was really the second half that made himself the player he is today. And the Brewers are going to be a dangerous team this year. They play in a home run friendly ballpark in my mind. They've got a great team around him. Ryan Braun, Lorenzo Cain, Mike Moustakis, Jose Aguilar, Travis Shaw. I think he can do it again. I did tweet it um, about a week before. The um, MLB started my predictions for all the MVP and all those awards for the MLB. And I did pick Christian Yelich. I think he is going to do it again. I do think, I'll just say this right now, the Brewers win that division. I I don't think that's that bold of a take. I think the Cubs window is not necessarily like closing fast. Last night was not a good start to the window opening. What was it, an 8-0 loss? Lost 8-0, had six errors. Against the Braves, and did they have, didn't they lose in a walk off? And they to lost the, to the Texas Rangers twice. To the because, Rangers, yes. yes. And we're talking about what teams are impressed and what teams disappoint us. We're going to go. What team impressed you most, Matt? This first series and this first week in MLB. Well, the first team that impressed me. Well, I really don't have a team that impressed me, but you know, I. Me, so what team disappointed you the di- most? Oh, what te- what team disappointed me? Be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, jeez, that's your that's your team too. Pittsburgh Pirates are my team. I believe we have enough talent to go 500 this year. Um, you know, I, I'm really disappointed in our management. We'll never make a big move. I don't see us winning anytime soon. You don't think that Chris Archer move was big? When I they like. Made it? I, I mean, that was the biggest move you made. If you want to consider big, I like Chris Archer. I mean, he's played okay to decent. He's a decent player, but he's going to need to improve a lot this year. I think the Cubs are the most disappointing team. Um, they're uh, one and four right now. They're they're supposed to be the World Series favorites. That's true. Um, and you look at yesterday's game. We were talking about eight to nothing. And you have six errors. And when you're talking about oh, we have Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and you talk about those two games they lost to um the Rangers. Their offense was there. Their pitching was just terrible. And you look at you Darvish, who was supposed to be this young, not young, well promising pitcher last year. Didn't do anything. Out for the year. Made his first start this year. Two and two innings. He walked seven people and gave up three or four runs. Seven walks. I, 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 it's the Cubs are disappointing. And for Cubs fans, I think they realize that this team better pick it up because 
the Brewers aren't going to slow down. Sure, the Cardinals ain't going to slow down. The Phillies won't slow down. The Dodgers won't slow down. I mean, if you're the Cubs, you got to pick it up because these this NL is the most stacked in a while in my mind. It is, and my team that teams that impressed me, I have two: Mariners and the Rays. Uh, Mariners more. They did trade everybody too. You got to remember that. Yes, and I don't think it's going to last all year. Gene Segura, they traded, and he was in shortstop. They traded their closer and Robinson Cano. Yep, I think some people aren't expecting much of this team uh, since they have the Astros in their division. They have the Athletics, the Rangers, and uh, speak and staying in that division in the AL West team that disappointed me, the Angels. Uh, at this point, probably shouldn't shock me that much. I'm, I'm I love Mike Trout, but maybe the contracts in his head. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that this team is gonna do much this year. We'll see. Again, yeah, it's, only, we're yeah, it's only, only the first week. We're only a few games in. A lot of teams make runs we've seen in these years of baseball. We'll talk about that later. Teams that could maybe uh, win this year that didn't so make the playoffs. We're going to go to fact or fiction. This is Matt's first time. So what we do is we'll say a subject, say fact if you believe, say fiction if not, and then just tell us why you are your reasoning. So first off, Zion does not sign with the brand Nike. Fiction. That's fact. I believe Zion will sign with Nike. No, doesn't sign with Nike. Oh, doesn't sign with Nike. <laughs> a My, lot of these are bold. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say fiction with that. Fiction. fiction. I think we can all agree with fiction. Yeah, I believe Zion's deal is gonna be one of the biggest deals ever when he does sign. So a team that did not make the MLB playoffs last year will win the World Series this year. I'm gonna say no, just because that just doesn't happen in Major League Same. Baseball. That it's much. a stacked. Yeah. It's, it's more stacked this year. It's more of a team that was terrible before. Like, no I, bias in this whatsoever. Maybe the White Sox <laughs> making a run in in to win their division. Did the Cardinals make the playoffs last year? No, I think that's the only team in my mind that could do it. If any, if there was a team that didn't make the playoffs, they are very well. And sticking with Major League Baseball, and we talked about this earlier. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. Bryce Harper is overpaid. Oh, that's a fact. And I think Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper's deal was way too much money. And I believe how much of it is guaranteed of Bryce too Harper's much. deal? We don't, we don't even know. Too much of his deal <laughs> is guaranteed. I think all of it. All of I think it. this all whole deal is guaranteed. If you wanted to walk away right now with all the money he could, I think. 13 years, no opt-out. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think fact. Um, I said this before. Until he has a career year, I'm going to consider him overpaid. Yeah. Look how much you're paying him. And, you know, you look at the Phillies. And I don't, I'm not going to contribute all their success to the Bryce Harper signing. I'm going to contribute to the Gene Segura acquisition, the David Robertson acquisition, and the JT Relamuto acquisition as well. Three key players in that I just named. So it's not all Bryce Harper, but like I said, if he needs career numbers, if he wants to be considered paid right. Uh, I agree. Uh, Bryce Harper is overpaid. Now, that's not necessarily, I'm not knocking We're not him. saying he's bad. It's just how much he got. But the expectations are high now. He's got to he's got to perform. Uh, next possible blockbuster trade in the NFL is coming soon. I'm gonna go fact, but I think it's gonna happen either right before the draft or during the draft. I, same fact. I think it's gotta be a draft pick. One, I think one through five. Fiction. What what team is gonna trade for who? Like Maple. I, I think the Giants can maybe make a trade for the Kyler Murray number one pick. They're really they're people. This is gonna be the last year for Eli Manning in my mind, and for sure. they're gonna have to make a choice who they want: Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray. But the question is, we all I think can assume Kyler Murray will be taken by the Cardinals if Cardinals still have that number one pick. But will Dwayne Haskins still be there? Because if he's gone, the third best quarterback is Drew Locke out of Missouri. And no offense to Drew Locke, but I'm You're not taking them. I think there's a significant uh, yeah. drop-off between there's, yeah, Haskins there is. and Murray. There is, and I don't know if you want to wait um, next year. Yeah, next year for Tua Tagovailoa or whatever. Tank but for Tua. I don't know if that's worth the wait, but I don't – I mean, they do need a lot of help. I mean, yes, they lost Odell, but they do have Saquon, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram still there. They did get um, Jul- um, Jabril Peppers from Cleveland and some picks. So, I mean, the Giants aren't completely done. But I think they need to make a deal that's going to change their season. And I think it's time to move off Eli Manning. I, yeah. It's, it's it, time, I love Eli Manning as a quarterback. His times are done. You know, the, Laker, the Lakers will have the same record as last year. Now what we mean is the Lakers will have to lose their next five games in order for this to be true. And in those five games, they play the Thunder on the road, the Warriors at home, the Clippers on the road technically. Well, okay, but, home, but I think there will be more Clippers fans, honestly. 
Yeah, at this point, probably. Then they play the Jazz at home and the Trailblazers oh, at home. I'm going to go fast. Game. The Lakers will lose these next five games, which will mean they will have the same record as last year. And wow. LeBron James not having that much of, of a significant... Well, keep in mind, these last five games, LeBron James will not be playing. He's I understand. I understand. But still, LeBron has played for the majority of the season. And for them to have the same record... Let's look. Let's look. That's at not that. okay. But to me, what's most significant is before LeBron got hurt on Christmas Day against the Warriors was that they were the fourth seed in the West. When he came back, they were out of the playoffs. That was because Lonzo Ball was hurt. If he was back, they could have probably been maybe still in that playoff position. We're gonna get to Lonzo Ball a little bit later, but continuing with Factor Fiction, the Mariners finished better than the Astros. I'm gonna go this year. Fiction just because, no. like you said. You know, it's the beginning of the year, and we when they and I we kind of talked about this last year actually with the Mariners and Astros. They were back and forth in that division, but the Mariners lost a lot. They lost James Paxton as well, their star pitcher. And you look at the Astros: Bregman, Correa, Springer, Altuve, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander. I mean, that's not a team that's not going to win a division. That's a team that's going to win a division. So I just think the Astros will just finish better than the Mariners. That's fair to say. Um, next, by May 10th, five college basketball players will have signed shoe deals. What do you think, Matt? Five basketball players will sign sh- college, college will sign think, shoe deals. I think that's fiction. I think five players, I mean, if you were to mean five players, who would, who would you say? Would have Zion, RJ, okay. Ja Morant. I'll give Bull Bull. I think I Bull, don't think Bull. I think Bull Bull. Bull. And then I'm going to give a little. This is going to be. Um, this might. Uh, Giovanni might like this one, actually. I think Jared Culver yeah. could get a shoe deal. From he, Texas Tech? From Texas Tech. He has impressed Texas me Tech by in much. The Final Four. I think he I could. If, if he could play good, actually, in this Final Four, I think he could get a shoe deal. Depends where. If we're going out of the five, I really do think Puma could get three. You know, they've got young players on there. I would have to disagree with. I just Puma. think. I just think when players. I put my head on some. I just. I just think the thing is with this Nike is, they're going to invest all their time into Zion Williamson, and that's not going to be fair to the other recruits in my mind. I think RJ goes to Nike because of Zion. You know them two together, but I think Nike's going to invest so much money and time to them, where the other three are going to be like, hey. But I think Ja Morant could go to Adidas. I think Adidas might be a good one for Ja. I can see that too. You know, Adidas needs a star. They do. And John Morant could be that star. All right. The tournament is much different if New Mexico upsets Auburn. Well, yes. yes. I'm still oh, hands down. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, Auburn's in the Final Four. Do I think they deserve to be in it? No. But um, we'll talk about that later. But I don't I, mean. I don't necessarily mean Auburn wouldn't be in the Final Four. I mean I, that, I, that, I, yes, that, I, that region might be so much different. I just think it'd be different because New Mexico State would have played Kansas, right? Kansas would have played North Carolina. North Carolina would have beat Kansas. North Carolina would have beat Kentucky. We would be saying North Carolina, Virginia. In that Final Four. I 100% agree with that. I was going to say the same thing. North Carolina be in the Final Four right now. Uh, I still think Kentucky could have won that game. They almost beat Harvard. But Kentucky cannot shoot. We'll say that. Let's talk about it later, though. All right. Uh, next. In any other year where Zion Williamson isn't playing college basketball, R.J. Barrett is the number now, one pick. Now, what year? Are we, so are we just going to say cancel Zion and he would be the number one pick this year? Is that uh, would we say that? Yeah. No. Fiction. I think John ja Morant is going to be number two pick. I really do. Yeah, I believe John ja Morant's number two. RJ's good, but Ja Ja showed that he can play. I mean, what he had. I think he averaged the most assists in Division One basketball, and was top ten in points. I mean, he was he was getting triple doubles too. Can't forget. And RJ he kind of choked in those Duke games. And we'll, you know, we'll mention it later, but. You know, he kind of ruined. He kind of. I don't, I I don't think know. he ruined his draft stock. I think he didn't ruin it. No, he made it. I think he made it better. It's just John Morant made it. But RJ Barrett also <laughs> say also saved Zion. Imagine, uh, imagine what we will be talking about today if Zion Williamson. Remember, he missed that free throw against yeah, UCF. But still, and Barrett I, got the rebound. We I, can argue whether or not he I pushed just, off. I just, I just think Jaw is the better. NBA ready player. I think RJ Barrett reminds me a lot of Paul George in some aspects. Maybe he won't be as good as Paul George because Paul George has had an incredible year. I like Kobe White though. I want him to get picked early. All right, this next one's a little, bit, a little crazy. This only comes from a conversation I was having uh, with my brother, and he he said this, and I I didn't even think about this. Lavar Ball actually stole money from Lonzo. No Ball, fiction. And Allen is just a cover up. Lavar Ball has so much love for these kids. Um, I know it sounds weird, but it's true. But I believe the Alan Foster story of him stealing money from Lonzo. He has had a criminal record in the past. And why would LeVar do that? 
do this if he he didn't trust me. But there's no reason for him to do it. Yeah, this doesn't make it sense. sounds really it sounds really crazy. And I don't think like if like Lavar did take money from Lonzo, I don't think like Lonzo would care because I'm pretty sure Lavar would give it back. But Alan Foster literally just ran away with it. We don't know where he is right now. Really, he ran away. Well, I don't know. I don't know. If he, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he ran away. But like, no one. I don't think anyone's had connection with him ever since Lavar like cut I, like cut him off. I think Lonzo cut him off. I don't. Yeah, know. Lonzo did. But I think Lavar didn't after that, and then Lamelo and Leangelo have done it as well. Jack, I don't know how much Ball in the Family you watch. Matt, do you I, I watch do watch Ball, Ball, Ball in the family? family. I don't watch it, any. It's a rea- it's a reality show. It's the basically Ball a reality family. show. Yeah, like Jack said, and that episode's you know, gonna be great. You know, surrounding Ball news, um, Lavar has said that Lamelo's gonna play overseas next year instead of college. That's what Lavar said. I don't know what Lamelo's going to do, but as to Lavar, he wants Lamelo to go play at China. That's to as Lavar. I guess he's going to do the 2K My Career story. <laughs> well, we'll get to more about how this impacts Lonzo Ball later. But now we go to the NCAA there March. There we go. The Madness. final four is set: Texas Tech versus Michigan State. No one saw these teams really in the final four just because Duke was on one side and Mich- I'm going to say Michigan was kind of the favorite on the other side and Gonzaga. Then you got Even Virginia. State. Then you got Virginia in Auburn. But first, we're going to talk about Sunday. Mike Shrzeski does not make the Final Four once again with the number one ranked recruiting class. Loses to Michigan State, and honestly, the game of the year. We could all argue. Oh, I mean, it was one of yes. the best games of the year. As a Michigan State fan, I could say I was on the edge of my seat, standing up almost the entire game. Great basketball. Here's the thing, though. Does R.J. Barrett cause Duke at the end by missing that first free throw and then making the second one? Oh. I think that Duke should have put the ball in the hands of Zion Williamson. Yes, you saw that's, that's what of, I'm talking you about. You saw at the end of the UCF game how he drove to the basket and going yeah. against Taco, I Taco, Taco Fall. Fall. Love him. He's still he's still got the best. And he was falling at the same time. I mean, you got to give the ball to Zion. I agree with you. I listen, RJ Barrett. Yes, he's great. No, he but, he's great. But he's not Zion Williamson. He's if not Zion big. Williamson drives to the basket and he misses, are we probably um, tearing him up today? I mean, probably. By the ch- but, I mean, if Zion did drive in, more than likely he would have been fouled. I think more than I likely. Think so, but maybe Duke feared that. That his free throw shooting... It's not the, his shooting's not the best. I'll, I'll, we'll his, say that. His free throw shooting might have cost him the game. Because if Zion goes to the line and misses a free throw, they're down by one. And what's crazy is this. And Zion, Duke had three fouls to give. That never happens in a tournament. Yeah. What's crazy yeah. is Duke's ride in the tournament. I mean, they they won on two straight missed tippins in the Virginia Tech and UCF game. And just to see how this game ended, I, I feel mean, like it was crazy. Duke was riding on some luck into the Michigan State game. I feel like they should have lost to UCF. Yes, the players didn't perform. Texas or Virginia Tech didn't get the ball in the basket on an easy tip in. But uh, I believe Duke's luck finally ended with Michigan State. It was a good game, but R.J. Barrett choked. That's what it is. He had two free throws to make. If I just them. think he wants to be the man, but it's hard to be the man when you got Zion, just like the Kyrie and LeBron situation. Kyrie wants to be the man. But how are you going to be the, the man when LeBron James is on your team? That's true. So and with Zion season's over, we're going to react to it. It was an amazing year. Probably one of the best, in my mind, the best individual performance in college basketball. I don't. I can't even think of anybody since, I don't know. I mean, it was just amazing to see what he did. I mean, you could say Ben Simmons, Anthony Davis, Seth Curry, um, Blake Griffin. I like, you know, if I want to go, you know, throwback, Vince Carter, Allen Iverson, you know. I mean, this was exciting. And, you know, a lot of people hate Duke, but we all got to admit, this was an amazing year for Zion Williamson. A lot of people were very uh, happy when Duke lost, too, including Matt. And uh, and me. I was happy, too. I wasn't happy. I had Duke uh, winning it all. Uh, looking um, back, that probably was I had North Carolina, so okay. Yeah, Matt had Michigan State. I had Michigan State. Let's go, Sparties. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you this. you think Tom Izzo is the greatest coach ever in college basketball history? You know, I haven't watched I've, – I've been watching college basketball of recently, the past 
four years. I wouldn't. I don't have enough knowledge to say Tom Izzo is the greatest, but I know he ranks among the greats. Uh, I he's love on Tom. the Mount Rushmore of college he's, basketball coaches. Yeah, yes, I can agree with that. With that, I believe he's on the Mount Rushmore. I love Tom Izzo. I love what he's done with the Sparty team this year. And to be the best, you have to beat the best, which they did in Duke, and I think they will win the tournament. Tom Izzo outcoached Coach K, obviously. Yes. I was telling you, Giovanni, um, after the game, Duke does not run plays, really. Um, if you look at Michigan, Tom Izzo does. Yeah, and you look at you look at that last play, the three. I, I think it was by Kenny Goins. I'm, I'm not sure by who it was by. That was a play that was drawn up on that timeout. Everyone thought it was going to go to Cassis Winston. I think his name Winston. Yeah. Everyone thought he was going to drive inside and go in the ward or something. But he kicks out the Goins, and that's just a smart play. I mean, Coach K is just hey, give it to Zion. I do put Izzo as top five, but. The greatest of all time is John Wooden um, of UCLA. Um, late back in the day, something you guys probably don't know, he was one heck of a coach for UCLA. I mean, they have one of the longest consecutive winning streaks in what's it called? Um, NCAA. Yeah, and no, and and Division One basketball, including girls basketball as well. And you talk about Kentucky. I mean, not Kentucky. Um, Connecticut. So I put him like the Mount Rushmore. Coach K I'm, is not a bad coach, but I do think he did not coach his best that game. Yep, and uh, speaking of other coaches, uh, Calipari is going to stay lifetime, in Kentucky. After UCLA gave him a lucrative contract, and then the NBA had some interest, that's just love right there. I mean, that's going to that's gonna attract recruits in my mind. That is true. He, did, sure. he did get the um, five-star recruit from Lalomir, Keon Brooks, actually. Lalomir, not too far from here. 40 minutes. So we are going to do our Final Four and National Championship predictions. So, Matt... We have Michigan State, Texas Tech against each other. Then on the other side, we have Virginia and Auburn. So give us your final four predictions and then who's going to win the yeah, national champ. I wonder who Matt is going to pick. I, we, I we're going to get, get some biasm here, no, but we'll, we'll see. No, I'll, I'll be as analytical as possible. Um, I'm going to start on Michigan State side of the ball. Texas Tech, very good team. They have a top prospect in Culver. They're a very talented team. I've watched them play in the tournament. They beat Michigan by a huge nar- margin. I believe it was around almost 20 points. Um, but at the end of the day, I will take Michigan State. I like. I think we have the better coach, and obviously in Izzo. I I just like the team this year. Talking about the coaching, everyone is a first year coach in the Final Four besides Izzo. That is true. With Texas Tech and Auburn being their first ever appearances in the Final Four. But on the other side of the ball, we're going to look at Virginia and Auburn. This Auburn team has fought this year. They've beaten some high, very good competition. And I believe they'll take down Virginia. I don't think Virginia can score. I don't think Virginia's that good of a team. I believe they had a pretty easy path to get to the Final Four. So at the end of the day, I'm going to take Auburn, Michigan State. And it's going to be a close battle. And I'm going to take Michigan State to win it all and be national champions. I think we're right about the biasm. Well, so I'm, I'm going to go. So I, I'm going to go bold here and I know Devine's gonna probably tell me this after Saturday or Sunday whenever the games are I don't know I just want to take Texas Tech I really do I, I don't know just Jarrett Culver man he just it's just a game changer I know you're gonna go back to this and whatever but it's a bull pick if Michigan State wins I'm not shocked I'm not I'm I think they will win but I want to say Texas Tech will win I just think Jarrett Culver is a game changer I think he puts up 30 I just think Virginia and Auburn um I'm not a fan of Auburn. I do think they are a lucky team. They just chuck up threes and hopefully they go in. Um, they've they, gone in. Yeah, and they've <laughs> gone and they've gone in. And you know they play Kentucky, a team that does not shoot threes well. They should have lost that game. Auburn should have lost to New Mexico State in the first round. I think Virginia wins by 20. Um, we saw this Virginia team at its worst in my mind against Purdue and come back and win. We saw Mr. Indiana. I mean, we're in Indiana. Kyle Guy take over in that second half and I mean I got to give credit to Virginia on that last play I mean so much is going on you're down by two five seconds left you need a shot or your 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 season's over and that type of play that shows me that they're ready for this opportunity and then if we're going to go to the Chancellor championship which is my Texas Tech and Virginia I gotta give it to Virginia their defense has been stout this whole year Tony Bennett loves defense and I look at guys like DeAndre Hunter Kyle Guy, I can't even think of the guy with blonde hair. I can't even think of his name. But this Virginia team, yeah, they did. A lot of these guys were there for that UMBC loss last year, and I think that's what's feeling their motive this year. 
that loss. That is very impressive that they've gone from maybe, probably the most embarrassing loss. And we remember the they're losing by a good amount to another 16 seed this year. By more, by 10, I believe. Yeah. And listen, listen um, about Virginia. Uh, it's very impressive that they've gone from the most embarrassing loss probably in the history of the tournament For to sure. any one seed. The first team to ever lose to a 16 seed to now they're in the final four. And to be honest, I think they're going to beat Auburn. Auburn, I agree with Jack. It's probably more me being bitter because I had New Mexico State upsetting them. and I did too. And, and we were watching that game. <laughs> yeah. Do you, Matt, do you remember the play? Oh. The, the wide open, missed wide open they, three they in the had, corner. They, yeah, they had a wide open three that was just It was just been close, so that's just the annoying part of it. I'm not even angry that he missed, that he missed the three. I'm more angry at the fact that – I forgot his name. had an easy two. And he passes it out. Yeah. They've choked multiple times during the series. I'm just saying, I think Virginia wins by 20. I think they're done playing Virginia games. Virginia can't Vir- score. Virginia I isn't going to be anyone by 20. I'm just saying, <laughs> without defense, and you've got Kyle Guy who's draining threes, I'm just telling you. And so, who do you got winning at all? I, I didn't, didn't hear it. Uh, let's see. Michigan State, Texas Tech. Um, as much as I love Jared Culver, uh, Michigan State. I mean, yeah, that's better, the fair prediction. I, I'm just going to go bold with it. They have, they, have the better, they have a better team. I'm going bold. Opinion. I like going bold. So Virginia, Michigan State in the final. Uh, I looked back on our show last week. Um, there's some very bad takes. I sent some of them to Jack. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I think I said Vermont was going to upset Florida State. I actually changed that in my bracket. That was a, you said Old Dominion was going to be Purdue. Okay. I may or may not have said that. You did right. say that. Yeah, I, did I remember say that. that. Yeah, that was. It was a, you it said North Carolina was going to win. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, half of the country did too. And you know, Jack, me Auburn. and you went around and asked people who was going to win. We have one one person still standing. Yeah. One Michigan person. State. And he's, he's not too far from here. It's actually about probably five minutes. So who do you got winning it all? Then we can go to the NBA. I. Virginia, I don't think their style of play can win a championship. So Michigan State. I gotta pick wow. Michigan State to to win. Michigan State, I've doubted them all year, but I'm done doubting them now, of course. Now they're gonna lose to Texas so Tech. So we're gonna go to the NBA, and the biggest NBA news probably in a while is the Lakers are shutting down LeBron James for the rest of the year. Now, this was like two weeks ago, so I mean, eh, not that much going on. I mean, but I, we haven't seen LeBron. Have we ever seen LeBron shut down? By a team, I would never believe I in my lifetime I've ever seen LeBron James shut down. He, but I, he posted a picture on the story of Tequila about two days or three days later. So I think he's enjoying reti- his time off. Retired. He's enjoying his time off. And also talking about the Lakers, we were talking about this earlier. Lonzo Ball could not just Lonzo Ball. The Ball family could be leaving Big Baller Brand after the Allen Foster problems, and Nike is the front runner. There was a picture on Instagram of a leaked um, picture of Lonzo Ball's shoe with the um, Nike brand. And the big thing was that actually came out before the money problems was, are the big baller brand shoes the problem for um, Lonzo's injury? That is something that came out that maybe uh, Lonzo Ball has had some ankle trouble. Yeah, and these shoes they showed were, they were pretty up high. They were not just low shoes like his are. So, I mean, I'd be excited to see the Ball family at Nike. Would it suck? Yes, because, I mean, it's a family brand, and, you know, it's cool to see all of them. And together. I don't think anyone should want to see Big Ball or Brandon LeVar Ball. The thing is, I don't. The thing, thing is, the only kid, I think LiAngelo is going to have to stay with Big Ball or Brandon, because I don't think Nike's going to offer anything, anything. They will offer LaMelo, I think, a contract. Maybe Nike won't, but someone, Puma. I think LaMelo Ball. Puma. <laughs> Puma, yeah. Uh, I think LaMelo Ball is good enough to at least get a shot in the NBA. He is going to get a shot, I believe. it. I think he, we will see him play. I don't know for who. So it is the last week of the NBA, and we're going to give our predictions for MVP, Coach of the Year, and Rookie of the Year. Matt, who is your MVP this year? I feel I already know who it is. MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> He's a big Giannis guy. I love. <clears throat> excuse me. Like I love Giannis. I don't believe MVP should go to Harden for multiple reasons. Primarily being, <clears throat> he's not the best player on his, or he is the best player on his team. He's not the most valuable player on his team. Chris Paul is more valuable than James Harden, and switch why he shouldn't win MVP. You look at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the best player on the Warriors. He's I not the most I haven't valuable. heard Kevin Durant really. We have never heard really Kevin Durant. That's I like that though. It's not bad. Yeah, I just I look at that and say Steph Curry is more valuable at team than Kevin Durant. And you look at. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks, and you look at they, Giannis. They the best record in the NBA. Best record. I think he's the best player, and he's most valuable to the team. So about rookie of the year? 
Now, the two guys that are really up for grabs, it's Luka Doncic or Trey Young. Those are the guys that are up for a rookie of the year. I am going to have to go with Luka Doncic. I've been a f- fan of Luka Doncic since he's been drafted. Um, I Don't get me wrong, Trey Young, he's been putting on an amazing stretch recently. He just had a, a game winner with... Against the Bucks. Against the Bucks, a buzzer beater, which was amazing. But uh, at the end, I think Luka Doncic wins it all. Um, I'm going to go MVP. This is hard because when we look at MVP, it's always the team with the best record, if you think of it. You know, you look at the the year D. Rose won it for the Bulls. The Bulls were better, but Kobe had a better season than D. Rose. Steve Nash, when he won it, had a better team record, but Kobe was better than him. But I got to go with James Harden, man. I mean... 36 points or 37, 8 assists, 8 rebounds. Okay, I think we can all agree. These are like Michael Jordan numbers, but more assists and rebounds. Michael Jordan. He's an offensive player, an amazing He's offensive put up player. 36 points, Michael Jordan, this season. Harden could beat that. I, I think Harden, if he sits out for the – well, now if he does it, but I heard this two weeks ago. If he sat out for the rest of the year, didn't play a game, he was still – his scoring, I think, would be still higher than the second guy. If he played – no, if he played and never scored a point. Still, yeah, I was about to say. If that's crazy. Yeah. I just think it goes to Harden. Um, coach of the year, I think, goes to the Bucks coach. Um, you look at the Bucks, a team that was nothing and now has the best record in the NBA, better than a Warriors team with five All-Stars. Rookie of the year, Giovanni knows I'm big on this guy. It's Luka Doncic. I love Luka Doncic. Um, this kid has impressed me so much. He's got, a, he's got numerous of triple-doubles. Trey Young, a lot of people have hated him. And I feel I feel bad for Trey Young because people give him the um, they give him the Steph Curry comparison, and Trey Young never asked for Steph Curry comparisons. So I think Luca deserves it. Trey Young is one heck of a player, though, and, and I'm I'm honestly excited for Atlanta. The last time they were good, remember? Did they have um five all stars, five all stars, or six all stars, a whole starting lineup or something? I'm excited, and Trey Young's an exciting player, and he can shoot. We've seen that. All right, um, my MVP is Giannis. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be, like, upset, but I don't – I just – these James Harden numbers are just in my head. Yeah, um, to me, I agree with Matt 100% on what on what he said. Um, I think Matt is – or Matt. <laughs> I think that uh, James Harden, yes, he's clearly the best player on this team. But I don't think he's the most valuable player. I, I, it's just those numbers, man. You look at each team, and Giannis is more valuable to his team than any I other I guess you could say, respect. without Giannis, Bucks lose to the Hawks. <laughs> That's what happened. Yep, and Coach of the Year, uh, I'm going to go with someone who won't win it, but I think deserves a lot of credit for what he's done this year, Greg Popovich. He lost Kawhi Leonard uh, and this Spurs team. He's, I think they're a seven seed or they're, eight seed. Obviously, there's something like I don't that. think anyone the thinks they're going to be – I don't think they're going to be competing for a championship. But I think they can give the Nuggets some trouble. So what about a, Rookie of the Year for you? Rookie of the Year, Luka Doncic. Yeah. Uh, I try Young. Yeah, I had some doubts about him coming in. He's certainly a shut me up. I think that um, he's a he's been clutched the, the last few weeks, but I still think Luka Doncic will overall be a better player. And, okay. yeah, he's my MVP. So then our show back is the Double J list, and what we do is we name top five things. So this week is going to be since the end of the NBA week. Your top five NBA teams, Matt. Top five NBA teams currently? Yes, yes currently. We're going to go number one with the Warriors just because it's hard to argue against the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, that's, five that's, All-Stars. Yeah. Number two, Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, number three, I'm going to go with the Houston Rockets. That's that's bold. I like what the, I I believe that they could possibly upset Golden State. Don't tell year. that don't tell that to Kobe Bryant because he'll say their offense isn't good enough or or Harden style of play isn't good enough. It isn't. So right now you've got the Warriors, Bucks, and Rockets. So who is number four? Toronto Raptors, based on Kawhi Leonard, he's an amazing ball player. And number five, I'll have to go with. Uh, the 76ers. I believe they also have a pretty good roster. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Now, why didn't you say the Nuggets? I just want to be curious on that. I, I, I'm a big Nuggets guy. Big Nuggets. He's they have here. Joe Kick, correct. Jamal Murray. Jamal Joe Murray. Gary, Gary Harris. Harris. I'm big on Gary Harris. I'm one of his biggest fans. But uh, I don't believe that your best player should be – I think their best player is a center. And I just don't think that that will work out. And I think they'll be an early Well, couldn't you argue the 76ers' best player is a center? <laughs> Uh, you can argue that. I think Ben Simmons is the best player. 
That's that's uh, debatable. That's a debatable. Topic. So number one, uh, it's the Warriors. I mean, yeah. Number two, the Bucks. They do have the best record, but I don't know, man. When you have five All Stars, it's hard. Number three, I got to go with the Denver Nuggets. Um, I'm you, you know I'm big on the Denver Nuggets. They have the best home record, I'm pretty sure, in the NBA as well. Jokic, that dude, I, I love Jokic. Um, Jamal Murray, I think he's primed to be a really good point guard. I think he's going to be a five-time All-Star by the end, more and more by the end of his career. That's number three. Number four, I got to go with the the Toronto Raptors. Um, they got an interesting team. Um, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Ka- um, Kawhi Leonard. Um, this is a team that's always ran into LeBron in the playoffs, and now they don't have to, and I'm interested to see how that plays out. Number five, I got to go with the um, the 76ers. Um, the Rockets are good, don't get me wrong, but the 76ers have J.J. Redick, who I think is very valuable. Jimmy G. Buckets, Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. I just think it's hard to bet against the 76ers team because they should have won that series against the Boston Celtics in my mind. Don't forget about t- my bet. I forgot about Tobias Harris as well and Boban. Yeah, they got Tobias Harris midseason. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I think the Sixers could be a sleeper in that East, and I think they're my fifth best team in the NBA. Well, number one, Warriors, enough said. Uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's there's, not, there's not a lot to say about the Golden State Warriors. They they have five All-Stars. Yeah, they have the okay. arguably the best point guard in the league. And this could be the last time we see all these play, again, play with each other. I'm very excited for that. It probably is the last time, yeah. to be honest. For, yeah, uh, for sure. Number two, I can't put anyone else but the Milwaukee Bucks. Not to disrespect them by not putting them at number one, but the Warriors. It's five All-Stars. To, all-stars, me, are, you know? to me, are still the best team in the league. If that is a series, uh, that's going to be a great series. I think Golden State would run away with it. I don't know. I think it'd go seven games. I think Golden State is just kind of a different team. In the I playoffs. think the Bucks are just deep because they're I deep. think I think in the regular season maybe the Warriors don't feel like they have to be. They're as like they're like they're like LeBron in regular season. They don't care. They just want to play playoffs. And yeah. yet the Warriors are still number one. That could change. So Warriors and Bucks. Who's your number three? Number three is tough. Uh, I got to put the Raptors there. I think the East has gotten a lot better this year. Uh, they Kawhi Leonard. Join, join the East, um, just to name one player. And uh, who knows, maybe next year Zion Williamson will be going to the New York Knicks. He is. I'm but just talking on. right now, um, the Raptors, I think that uh, Kawhi Leonard has uh, been great this year. Uh, he's proven that he's still an elite player in this league. Yeah. And I think they can do some damage come playoff time. Number and four. Here's the thing, before I go on, the number one seed in the East Besides when it's a LeBron James-led team, the, Cav- the Cavs, or when he was in Miami. Oh, yeah. The number one seed never really does anything. Go oh. left, and the Raptors were the number one well, seed. Well, now LeBron's out. The Pacers, the Pacers were a number one seed. The Hawks were a number one seed. And they all lost. Now, LeBron isn't in the East anymore. So but number four. Number four, I got to put the Nuggets there. The Nuggets, uh, I don't really see this team beating Golden State or even a Houston even if it's favors, even if the series has to go through Denver, no, this Nuggets team, I just don't think it has. A, a, listen, in the playoffs, you need your stars to rise up. I think you'll. And you need your your experienced guys to step the up. The last time they were that good, I think, was a young Jr. Young a old, Jr. Smith, an old Allen Iverson, and a prime Carmelo Anthony. Well, young Carmelo Anthony, you could say, and Marcus Camby, All and right. Keon Martin. <laughs> Number five. The last one. It's tough. Uh, I got to put the Rockets there. As much as uh, I said that James Harden shouldn't be MVP. Uh, but it's still, still hard to deny the team. Yeah, it's still hard to deny the team. Yeah. They, have, they have some of the best co- – they have one of the best coaches in the NBA. And, and you know, Clint Cabela. Um, they came so close to being the They have Eric Gordon still, right? Yeah. Eric Gordon, Chris Paul. I mean, that's what everyone says. What Chris Paul, they would have won that series. I think that might be true, but For sure. we don't know. We, but mean, we'll never know. That's that's a conspiracy theory. That uh, we'll call they, it a cons- they have a three-two lead against yeah, Golden they have State. Yeah, three-two. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors have gotten some breaks over the years. Kawhi Leonard injury. I, I think that's happened injury. like twice in a row with a Kawhi Leonard injury. I think there was another one that I'm forgetting. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, in the finals. Finals. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. I mean, Warriors have just gotten constant breaks. But they are still great. and We want to thank you all yep. for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Double J Podcast. We are on Spotify and Apple Music and Anchor. We hope you guys extended, hope you guys enjoyed this extended version of the podcast. Matt, thank you for joining the show. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you guys for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Shout out to Jack and Giovanni. It's been an honor being on the Double J Podcast. Like we said, guys, if you want to join the show, just let us know. We'll let you on. This is the Double J Podcast presented by Lake Central Media. Have a good day, everybody.